0: Welcome to your typical Shono protagonist. He's Kai, I'm Kels, and today we're talking about Re Zero. First off, Kai, how you doing?
1: I'm doing well, man. I'm, you know, I haven't been isekai'd yet, so that's a victory.
0: Thank God. Man, cause Lord only knows if you got isekai'd, I would have to get isekai'd too. And in a show like ReZero, I don't even know how that happens yeah we never we at least thus far have not found oh out oh my gosh do we find out in season two how he got isekai'd no <laughs> oh
1: no um i feel like i heard that we'll find out like in season three i swear to god if there's a fucking <laughs> my, my bad <laughs> i i hope
0: the, the success of the product
1: <laughs> i'm telling you bro season two like season two gets exponentially better you just gotta you know It'll, it'll work out for you. I hope, man.
0: So, you know, okay, Re Zero, or Re Zero has a longer title than this, Um, is an isekai. Dude from the human world, regular basic bro, just kind of cold chilling, be a lazy fuck, gets transmutated into a fantasy world and has to go on an adventure, as isekais are often want to do. This yes. one feels different, though. It feels exactly the same, but it has some some unique vibes. You know, we have very much the same kind of fantasy feeling. But one thing that really sticks out to me early on is the really strong female characters.
1: Yes. Like,
0: <clears throat> I really enjoy how,
1: um, getting into the characters a little later, but just overall, I really love how we have a variety of different characters. Like, the fact that one of the main, you know, antithesis villains of the first arc, the kind of marketplace arc, I don't even know what the official name for that one is, is, like, you know, a female, like, bounty hunter. Um, And then, like, a female thief. And it's just, like, very strong at the Wahoo. And then we get our main female protagonist as well. So it's very much so... And it's different than it is um, from, from Sword Art, because a lot of people compare Subaru to Sword Art, um, because, or not, sorry, Subaru to Kirito, because, you know, that basic shonen, pro- or isekai protagonist, sorry.
0: black um, hair
1: dude. Yeah, tracksuit.
0: Fantasy world. Oh, yeah.
1: Like, even, I'm pretty sure even Naofumi, like, he's a guy in the tracksuit, man. It's crazy. Oh, Naofumi for a show hero. But the difference here is it feels like, you know, not throwing any shade at those characters from Sword Art, but no one's trying to, like, you know, romance Subaru. He has to do all that work himself to someone he chooses. And it's not like a, you know, he's anyone's kind of savior. He's kind of, like, you know, just there in, like, a hindrance at first. So it's interesting to see. And also, this is not a video game. This world is a whole functioning, like, place. Like, there is no, you know, oh, I got the cheats or the hacks because I was in here, you know, in the alpha. Or the, oh, I was literally, I read about isekais all the time, so I know how this works. Man's a beater. (laughs) Yes, no one's getting hurt today because our boy Subaru is just a down to earth plain Jane Otaku who gets Isekai in this like magical world of whimsy, where discrimination of course still exists
0: because it's the world.
1: Um I kinda love
0: that uh, I kinda love that the only reason this feels like a game is because Subaru's a big fucking nerd. And he's like, Oh, it's an NBC. Oh, I'm supposed to have, I don't know, magical powers, and then he doesn't. I love that. I love that he doesn't
1: have anything. Well, I love that he, you know, isn't broken, which in a way I guess he is kind of (laughs) technically. But, like, I love that he's not, I love that he doesn't save the day. Like, he gets saved. And for a while he just keeps getting, get, he just keeps getting saved.
0: Yeah. I love that he has to master the power of friendship. Yes. There's always a big win over here
1: when you have to master friendship in, you know, kind of coarse things. But so what also I feel like makes this world different than all the other isekais that we're rambling is there's this is not an isekai you can turn off your brain for. There's a lot of text and dialogue, especially if you're watching the sub. There's a huge information dump. Like and you kinda have to understand things and you don't get the answers like right away. You know, like like I said, we still don't know how or kind of why he got Isekai to post opposed <laughs> sword art. We find out in the first ten minutes. You know, Shield Hero is a little more in depth where it's like you were chosen from a different world and blah 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 blah. Or you know, um I mean it's kinda like the Digimon aspect, you know. We one thing I loved about Digimon is like you didn't really find out who they were until like halfway through the season, I believe. Like
0: until oh, yeah. they got to Game Guy's place. Yeah, man, it was just seven young kids go to camp for the summer, wind mm-hmm. up living in a digital land. Then just that same mess. Yes, some yes. some dude goes to Seven Eleven to buy his dinner, walks out and doesn't get hit by a truck, presumably, but just winds up in a fantasy to- land, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. with his stuff that plays a vital role throughout this. I swear to god though, if he gets if he gets trucked, I'm going to be angry.
1: I don't think he will be truccooned. I think there is like a eerie horror aspect that gets him brought into this world somehow. Um I don't know, but season I guarantee season two, man. Season two, you're gonna be like I feel like your opinion's gonna be changed. A little I bit. Hope. Yeah. So back to season one, which we were talking about. Um We got the uniqueness of this and how it feels different. Also, the color palette. That's one thing I wanted to say. The color, like, there's so much color in this world and, like, uniqueness. I feel like every character, even, like, the, quote, NBCs or, like, just people in the marketplace feel like they have, like, personality, even without saying anything. Like, we had the Apple merchant dude who felt like, you know, he was a unique person. I was interested in his story. The girl who was lost. Excuse me. The little girl who was lost. Um the three thugs like felt um rom, who was like felt's guardian, that was interesting, um yeah. just kind of people we were figuring out in the house, like everything, so it was a very you know interesting time, like seeing all these different characters and everything, and kind of felt a lot like a lot like you know it felt a lot like uniqueness, like a lot of these characters there was like. A labor of love put into this
0: definitely and one thing i really like about um the show as well that really makes it stand out is one the kind of unique plot point where subaru is not strong and he dies and he comes back to life and and two that it's not like a a plain jane mess with that like it is very much important but not overpowered Mm -hmm. and like Part of the mystery and and suspense is Subaru finding out how to, you know, prevent things from happening based on, like, having experienced it, but also, like, learning to rely on individuals and being able to, like, get them in the right place for them to do their thing, which is hard-earned. Like, he doesn't just do that from the beginning. Yes. Yes, and I really... I really
1: like the struggle that he has to go through. But again, um, make sure we get the characters. Um, um, I want to hit
0: you with one thing right quick. Okay. Uh, ReZero is, of course, coming out of White Fox Studios. hmm And you'll never guess what else they produced. Didn't they produce, like, a Kongregate like, Kill or something? Uh, Yes. And the Devil is a Part-Timer. And Steingate. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> <Just like> <laughs> full <laughs> circle, man.
1: Um, oh, Jesus. Along <laughs> along
0: with Goblin Slayer and many
1: other things. See, Goblin Slayer. Like, literally, I feel like only one of those are in this. But anyway, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, and it's also interesting, the creator also wrote Vivi. So. Really? Yes. Yeah. He is known for having very fucked up perspectives, like... Based on how, you know, we see some of the ways that our boy dies in this. And then seeing, like, how Vivi just starts off with a battlefield. Like, so, yeah. So, yeah. But, um, anyway. So, keeping it moving. The, I feel like what makes this one so different and unique as well is that the horror and suspense aspects of this. Like, the whole eeriness of... You know, return by death, which is something that our main character, Subaru, has that he has an element placed on him, which is a curse from a witch. Um, The whole existence of witches in general, you know, the whole everybody being afraid of our main character, female, because of her half-elfness. And apparently there's a lore that a half-elf was like, yo, I'm gonna do something unspeakable, you know. And just, like, the whole scene with Felt, like, kind of doing the whole... Um, pawning of, like, Amelia's brooch or whatever it was. Um, and how we see Elsa, like, kind of show up. Like, that was kind of dark and grimy. I love that in the slums. Just kind of, like, the sounds and noise and, like, especially the scene where (laughs) Subaru tries to tell somebody what's going on with him. And get those cold, chilling hands that kind of, like, stroke his heart. And like the voice, bro, I love I don't even like horror. You know how I feel about horror. But I was like, yo, I enjoy this.
0: Yeah, man. And and there is a level of of violence and gore that isn't overwhelming. You know, there there are places where it is incredibly grotesque, but not unnecessarily. Yeah. This is no Higarashi, you know. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely no Higarashi. But, but um, it, it can get it can get kind of gnarly, which yeah. is which is kind of the point. It it really utilizes those specific instances instances to really convey the the tragedy and peril and mind state of the characters.
1: Yeah, which I love honestly, and I feel like you know again nothing I'm gonna say like you know the other isekais that we watch and enjoy don't have that because you know we do have the. We do have the aspects in Sword Art where it's like, oh, God, we're dying. Or, you know, the whole thing in Shield Hero where... Maybe we don't have that much in Shield Hero,
0: you know? Um, yeah, maybe. We, we don't really have a lot in Sword Art as well. Like, death is a, a real problem, but it isn't like we're going to maim you and mutilate you and violate you. Like, the the worst thing in Sword Art, you know, other than the threat of permanent death... Um is really the tentacle rape scenes. Yeah that are incredibly problematic.
1: Yeah, uh, I
0: agree.
1: Uh, I agree. I wish it was top those. Um <laughs> I was about to say at least there was none the last season. I was like, never mind. At least there was none in the movie. <laughs> like
0: the, the movie They didn't animate season two. <laughs> or <laughs> the second arc of season one, excuse me. You're probably right. Who knows what's gonna happen when we get there.
1: But um you know, it's like what separates this for me from like the other isekais. Cause this was after watching season two, this was at one point my favorite isekai based off season two. I was like, holy crap, you know, we out here. Cause I don't count Yu Hakshon, I don't count Digimon's isekai. So yeah. Um, but it got dethroned by, um, not... M- Tensei? Yes. I was about to say, why was I about to say Madoka Magica? <laughs> it got dethroned <laughs> by Magical Girls. <laughs> <laughs> it got dethroned by Mashoko Tensei. And that's not saying anything against this. It's just saying Mashoko Tensei kind of cat- focused on different things. But I feel like, you know, this is going to be like an even-given pull. But for like season one of ReZero, it had one of the stronger first seasons of like any anime that I've watched. Like, I would say... I- <laughs> it was just a solid first season like you know at least for me personally um it had the good aspects of seeing development whether it still not be where i wanted but seeing characters who i wanted to punch in the face not just slightly walk past them in like public you know less on-site energy and then seeing the development of you know the world in itself and seeing more of like characters and seeing like a dope fight scene and seeing really good arcs happen as well it's really you know really cathartic to see all this kind of happen in one place opposed to like i are not left on a crazy spot of like oh well you know season two is where it gets good or season you know, like you know three is where we really pick up like and you know you i s- here,
0: you you telling me this but uh i've yet to see it yeah, uh, and as, I'm as, like, you, as you say that, go ahead.
1: Yeah, no, I'm saying, like, and then I, like, as I'm looking on my Annie list, <laughs> looking at Annie I'm saying, I was like, you know, I'm not going to say it had the best first season because I looked at some of the ones that I, like, I'm like, you know, Kaguya's Simon was hype, Fruits baskets was hype. Anyway, it, it had a strong first season, I would say. It's definitely more enthralling to me than something okay. opposed to, like, let's say... Maybe like Steins Gate or maybe like,
0: you know, Steins Gate. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and we, we say that because we're watching that right now for the other product. Uh, yeah. But no, definitely. Definitely. It has a whole different vibe. Yeah. Um, I feel like my having spent time with this show, at least with the first season, it is 25 episodes. It is, you know, especially over a couple of days. It is a large time investment. So for me, that comes into play and kind of the pacing and plot and progression. And I really did like the first part of the show, kind of feel figuring out what is the show about and who are our primary characters and kind of the first arc was good. It was a great way to set up everything, the world, um, how the return by death works you know, and, and who Subaru is along with his interactions and relationships with these characters. But as we progress, my my biggest beef is with Subaru, the main character. Like, at this point in time, at best, I don't care about Subaru. Like, I don't, I don't care that he succeeds. I don't care about what he wants. At worst, I don't like him at all. Just because of our midsection where we get to see him really challenged by his situation which is fair enough but to me that we don't see him grow we just see the plot move on and it's not like he learns his lessons it's that other characters teach him like oh now it's time to be okay and then suddenly he's okay and he learns his lesson but we don't get to see the reasons why we don't get to see him connect the dots it's just okay now this character feels this type of way and you're a hero now and now it's my hero academia. Mm. So, no, that's fair. So, and let's get into the characters and start, of
1: course, with our main character, Subaru, which, <sighs> Subaru is not a character that I, as of season one, enjoyed. He was a character I felt is very, like, you know, pretentious, who was very like, oh, he wanted to be... He had hero syndrome. he had what you know I was accused of having one time because I told this woman that she could have better for herself, but then she's like, "Oh, you got hero syndrome, no, you just a thought, but any anyway, sorry, um I he, mean okay <laughs> anyway, um so Subaru, yeah, Subaru kind of tries to it's not as bad as so what happens is the Subaru has some luck in the forest arc of stopping these mob beasts and kind of coming, like, how crazy was it that it was, like, you know, the little girl, right? But anyway, so he has some luck in the um, forest arc of stopping these mob beasts and kind of saving the mansion. Because you have this mansion arc, which is the first arc. Or, no, sorry, the second arc after kind of the town art which the mansion art was kind of a slog for me to get to honestly because it was so much and it was like so much repeating of the same day and just like this is really when we saw return by death happen and then he died by Rin, and then he saw Rim die and it was just like he saw Amelia die and was just like oh my gosh anyway so Subaru has some luck in protecting the people around him and that kind of goes to his head, because at first he came into this world and he was a nobody. So he gets lucky. And then it goes to his head, and he's like, oh, Amelia, you know, I can protect you. Like, you should be the queen in this place, X, Y, Z. Like, the world just doesn't know how great you are. You just don't know how great you are. Like, I'm going to go in this room full of great people and tell them that you should be the queen.
0: She's like, no. After she asked him not to, yes, she was like, yo, don't do any of that. Yes. I got this. You stay, you promise me, you promise me you're going to stay right the fuck here with Rem, and you ain't going to interfere with my business, and I'll come back. And what does is, what is Subaru do?
1: He doesn't do it because of his foolish pride, which is totally undeserved, but...
0: <laughs> Ooh, I know the question you can't answer right now. Is he the sin of pride? I can't answer that right now. Good. <laughs> <laughs> <But> <laughs> That's um, kind of a plot point later on. Yeah, in the show, you know, as as we really engage with the witch cult, the question, of course, is, "Oh, you're the sin of pride, hmm?" But uh, you're not. You're not in the gospel. What is this? And then yeah, it's a whole deal. The witch, you know, the witch and the the sins and you know having the blessing of the bullshit. Yeah, it's a whole deal.
1: Yeah. Um, so um, yeah. So he busts in there and like an idiot makes a declaration that he has no way of backing up. So am her knight! What's that?
0: Oh yeah, he's like, Man I'm said, her knight. In front of the motherfucking knights? Who are yeah. like, um, we're, we're knights here. We, I, we know good and well what it's like to be a knight. We mm-hmm. have coordinated sword movements, and can kill you. And then that gets into a whole thing.
1: Yeah, like, we have trained for this, you know. We are about that action, boy. And... Like even Reinhardt's just like bruh, why? And then Julius, who's like one of the like prim knights, goes up and is like I I won't take this X Y Z, you know all that, and he's like Lady Anastasia, let me like you know, mark this hoe for you. And so they have a battle, and Subaru gets really rocked after trying some like kind of low underhanded things in the fight. And gets Millie rocked by Julius, who's, like, holding back and everything. And then Amelia's like, bruh, I asked you to do one thing. I asked you to do a whole one thing. And you couldn't do that. You didn't respect me. So, you're no longer welcome at the mansion. You're gonna stay here with the, um, Crush Camp family and get better. But, like, don't come for me. Don't see me. Like, I'm done with you. So... He's like, what? Starts crying and everything. And gets left as Amelia goes back to the mansion and everything. And he's like, yo, why? Everything. Um. So, yeah. That's like, that's something that happens. So they get separated in that aspect. And Super really has to try and find himself. And like, why is this going on? And like this and that. And he's so like wrapped in his selfishness, He can't understand it Our boy Wilhelm helps him. Who, like, I love Wilhelm. He's, like, one of my favorite characters. But, um, just, that's, like, super selfishness. He's, like, literally just burst into, like, he has no, really, regard for other people's, like, words or wishes. He's very selfish, whether that stems from him, you know, being in the position he was, which you find out, um, a little later. I don't believe the flashback happens, um, to why he is the way he is in this world. Um, or or he was in his former world as well, but you kind of see more about that later. But at this point, you're just kind of left with Subaru being like, kind of just a jerk and an insensitive person, especially to this woman that he's like, oh, I love, but he's like, and then she's like, what do you even know about me? Which is like, wild. I'm like, yeah, that's a real question. Yeah,
0: she's like, to which you know that's a difficult question because when at the in the first life, <laughs> she was like. He's like, what's your name? And she's like, oh, my name is the Witch of Evil. And this motherfucker has no idea until his second life when he calls her by that name. And she's like, how dare you? Mm -hmm. I don't know you. And you call me by the Witch of Evil. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, but equally at the point in the time where that conversation happens later on. No, he doesn't know anything about her.
1: Which is wild because he like thinks he does, but he's like. And that's kind of the wildness for me, bro. It's like he knows he's having these experiences, but he's the only one remembering these experiences. So, like, due to his return by death, which is we're talking about him, we can, like, talk about that, which is, like, the witch's curse put on him to where every time this man dies, he returns to, like, a saved point further. I thought this wasn't a video game. I mean, it's kind of like a video (laughs) game aspect, but it's, like, also not because, yeah...
0: No, it is very... Season hilarious. 3. Season 3, it's a video game.
1: Surprise. <laughs> oh my god, if that um, happens, I swear. <laughs> I swear.
0: But no, wait. I you know, and other than that point, uh, having the plot progress where the restart point is farther on in her, his progression um, is an interesting way to keep the plot from having to go all the way back to the beginning and still keep it kind of uh, relevant with what's going on. You know? I, I really do like that fact where Whatever decisions he has made since the last success point are what happens, right? So he can't die and go back and change the fact that he was an asshole to Amelia in bed. You know, he can't go back and change the fact that he barged in and broke his promise. He has to live with that, no matter what the future actually turns out to be.
1: Mm -hmm. Which is nice, because that's, so, his return point, like, changes, you know. Um, based on the circumstances and things that he's had. So, it's kind of weird, because I'm really interested to see how that exp- explains to you. But yes,
0: the basically... Which witch is it again? It's the... Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> no, um, it's the only witch. Yes. And her name is... Um... Uh, uh, uh... Witchy Witch Von Witchington. Um, um... Don't <laughs> look it up. I'll find it. I. No, her name shows up in this, uh, in this show. Oh, hell. Um. I hate that we must know this. Yeah, it's like. This has to. uh, Trying to
1: figure out, like, I knew it. I
0: literally knew it. Satella. (laughs) Oh, yeah,
1: Satella. Is it Satella?
0: The witch, the witch of envy, Satella.
1: Oh, it is her. That's right. Okay, I should have known that. That was the first one. What? No, stop looking. What? I told totally you, <laughs> stop looking at things.
0: Get off the wiki.
1: <laughs> um, so, yes, Satella, the witch of Enby, um, who's also
0: considered to be like super strong, like the strongest yeah. one of um, the For, from four hundred years ago. That caused a whole bunch of calamity, killed a bunch of people, as the story goes. Yes, and she just
1: happened to be a half elf as well. So. What? That wasn't
0: that Oh gosh,
1: shit. No, I mean,
0: she she looked. I didn't know she was a half elf. I just knew she looked like our half elf here.
1: Oh yeah. Um. So anyway, um. So that's the one that has placed this curse that's so strong, like
0: where I got super. Yeah. So we have a bunch of mysteries here. Like, what is it? So we have we have some hinting with with the curse, right? Hmm. Anytime he mentions the fact that he can come back from the dead, you know, uh, Satella presumably grips his heart. And every time he makes it out of that experience, he has the the smell and taint of the witch on him. The curious part is, of course, why, but also how, you know, Mm -hmm. like what's going on in this situation? Why? Like, how is, is Satella doing these things? And apparently the witch cult is looking for a vessel to resurrect Satella. They want to bring the witch back into this universe. So that's kind of why they're looking at Amelia. Will she be a suitable vessel to bring the spirit of Satella back? Who knows? It's ooky spooky.
1: Yeah, so it's weird. And they're like targeting her as well, which is why Subaru has to go on a quest A whole ass quest. Yes. A whole ass quest to tell her. But to do that, he'll need people. He's like, yo, I can't fight this battle alone. I need people. And they're like, yo, we got bigger problems than you, my G. Have you heard of a giant whale? (laughs) It's just (laughs) like, okay. So at this point, we're going to, like, you know, two arcs. We've already gone through, like, the self-proclaimed Subaru night where he gets his ass rocked. And then him being a sad boy, and our boy Julius has to, or not Julius, sorry, our boy Wilhelm has to, you know, come and be like, yo, like, this is not the way that you do it. You know, it's, there is a different way to do this. Like, you know, you have to, he was like, I was once in love with this woman who was out of my league, and yada, yada, and she died. And yeah, I fucking
0: hate Wells. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about characters for a minute well, we've got subaru we've got amelia of course in the mansion we also have rem and ram yes the orange the red and blue uh demons maids Not i only, mean yeah if, if if you were gonna have a maid i sure as fuck would want a demon maid i don't know about you man but like let's make it interesting Yes. So, like a Japanese demon maid, not like a not like a, a Western Christian demon maid. That'd be ooky spooky. Yeah, that'd be wild. That'd be fucking wild. Um,
1: <laughs> I'd probably go dragon maid, like the top of my like uh, maid well, list. Of you would. <laughs> <laughs> I face? Um, okay. but anyway, <clears throat> um, yeah. So like, let's start with Amelia because we've kind of talked over Amelia, but we haven't really, like said anything. Like okay. an, Amelia is, I would. What say, do you? What was, do you know about Amelia? Well, huh? Amelia is very nice. Almost kinda like too much so. I don't feel like she's overly nice, but I feel like she wants she wants to be nice to everyone and help them, regardless of kinda like the like kind of ramifications of it. Like when she goes to help that girl and she's like, Oh yeah, I'm supposed to be like laying low and everything. Um, but you know what? Like I gotta help this girl, and the girl gets kind of more scared. Because of her pointing ears and Subaru's like, here's a penny. Look at this penny. And then she kinda calms down, they go find her, and that's like, okay. And but then Amelia starts looking like for her charm by herself in this area and almost gets axed by Elsa, um, the belly slicer. So like Amelia's really a nice character who I feel like means well, but gets herself into a lot of situations because of like her incessive need to probably prove to people that she's not a monster subconsciously i would say
0: maybe yeah i mean i would say that it, it comes down to a lot of principle and like she recognizes the fact that um, uh, you know as a half a silver haired half elf um who's her dad mm-hmm. you know um probably the elf part actually uh it, we'll get into that i suppose um but no, like, definitely, you know, she recognizes the uh, kind of discrimination that comes along with her appearance, and, and you know, still has this, this principle of uh, helping people, and that it's not her fault or their fault that they have these opinions, uh, but she wants to just kind of do what she can for good, as naive as that may be in some situations.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, can, <clears throat> I agree. I agree.
1: I agree. I think that's a very good assessment of Amelia. Who who's her dad? <laughs> well see, that's something we still gotta figure out though. Like her parents are still something we kinda gotta figure out. Um there is some light that is shined on that in season two,
0: but you know, we There will- is some light that is is glinted at in season one. So she uh Amelia has this, you know, great spirit called Puck. Mm-hmm. Was this cat type spirit that you know Subaru gets along with, but also plays a bigger role later on in season one? And it's like Puck hits you with the "You hurt my daughter," and it's like, oh, what? So the question there is: is is it like possessiveness in terms of like just she is like a surrogate daughter, or is Puck literally the the you know great spirit that had? One half of Amelia's existence. I'm going to go. Is this some Inuyasha type shit? I, I guess that's my question. I'm going to go
1: with a possessive, like, caregiving type. okay. Okay. Um, she does okay. have actual parents, um, which we kind of get a hint towards one of them. I believe it's the father in season two. Um, so I'm really interested to see. I personally have a theory, but I can't tell you that theory oh. until you watch season two because you'll be oh like, Oh, my
0: okay. God. Um, Satella. Is her mom because she's a half elf. She's gotta be like three hundred, like 94 years old. Who Amelia? Amelia, yeah. She gotta be old. AF. How do you know that? Cause she's an elf. Elves live forever. I mean
1: factual. Very factual. So anyway, I'm gonna stop before you like <laughs> small this for yourself. D-
0: discover uh, the answer.
1: <laughs> yes. Anyway, so moving on from Amelia. Um, another, so there's always the age-old competition in the ReZero fandom, and in like all anime, like, Rim or Rim, or sorry, wow, Rim or Amelia, like, as best girl who Subaru should end up with. I personally think they're both too good for him, but, you know, (laughs) that's apparently not our answer. So, the best girl debate is between Rim and Amelia, and Rim, Rim is like a really good contender for a best girl, in, like I feel like if this was not ReZero, if you had put Rem in Sword Art, she would be best girl. If you put
0: Raymond, like no, I mean you're right because right. that's the that's the same debate as like Rem and Asuna. Like Asuna is clearly the best girl in Sword Art. You're right, you're right, and she's also I just too hate good it. Yes, honestly, that's the that's the best part. Um, no, and I hate it because Rim is such a good character. And, and early on, like I had known about this whole Rim or Amelia thing. I had some preconceived notions about ReZero. So watching it, I was, I was learning that what I had assumed in my dome brain was, you know, not exactly what I was going to be watching, but I had known about this best girl thing. And early on, you know, seeing the interactions with Rim, I'm like, okay, I don't see it. What are y'all talking about? Y'all are just weird. Is this just some some Oscar uh, or uh, Ray type shit? Oh lord! But no, as as you watch this, as you watch season one, and as you engage with the characters, Rem really comes into her own as a character, and really, really is important in the relationship with Subaru. Even as he is this enormous asshole, like it's important and and that kind of transcends even as he continually dies. Yes. Like every, every all the good he has done has been impactful to Rem in a sustaining manner that even as he he becomes weak and he becomes uh doubtful like all of the good he has done is still imbued in Rem. Man. And huh, when he that's, when <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. Rem. When Rim brought this man out of his depression and despair on top of that mountaintop, <laughs> just for him to be like, Rim, I love Amelia. I was ready to fight. I was ready to fight. <laughs> I was like, bruh, like top 10 anime betrayals, bruh. Like, how you gonna? No. I was like, bruh, there is a time and a place. <sighs> and then he's like, help me. I'm like, bruh, I literally want to break your legs right now. <laughs> like,
0: oh my so, gosh. I didn't expect that scene. One, I didn't expect that scene to be as long as it was. And two, I didn't expect that scene to like emotionally impact me. But I think it was the length and the commitment that really did. Where he's like, you don't know me. I have seen things. And Rem's like, okay, well tell me. He's like, no, let's run away from our problems. Let's get married and flee. And for that kind of arc to be, you know, to go full circle and it'd be like, listen, man, I can't do it because I know you. And that's not where your heart is. But you're my hero.
1: Oh, that fucked me
0: up. I just hate <laughs> that it took 18 fucking episodes to get there, which if you watch the director's cut, it only takes you eight. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad. I was so mad when in this call before we started recording, you told me there was a director's cut. And I could have saved so much time. I'm so sorry. Like, I, I sad ass meant to tell you, too. I was like...
1: I think I was, like, Friday. I was like, did I tell him there was a director's guy?
0: <laughs> mm. So, honestly, again, that's probably one of my biggest hang-ups, is, is having to spend so much time with Subaru as an asshole. Like, you know, because there are plot points and there are scenes, and, and him going through the struggle is a perfectly fine uh plot decision but to to have him spend so much time on screen doing that is just it's not helpful in making me care about subaru changing his mind and being a good guy again so there's a whole thing but yes rim through all of her plot I could see a fair assessment of her being best girl, and it's tragic that she wasn't, even as he's like, all right, we we're on the same page. You love me. I can't love you back because I love Amelia. Let's go save the universe. Yeah. I. Yeah. And then
1: I go fight a whale, which was dope, <laughs> yes. honestly, which was, like, super dope. Like, I was... That was the best part of season one for me. Was the whale fight, and a Yes, honestly, I mean, okay, probably not. I don't know. There was a lot, but like seeing my boy Wilhelm von Astra just like get okay. revenge for his wife, like with the blood coming out and the two swords and the freaking flash step and the coming down. I was like, yo, <laughs> shout out to okay. my boy.
0: Literally, Wilhelm. It's the best, the best part of the last, like, let's say six episodes there. We, for me, especially this last arc, we spent so much time on the same content that we go over and over again and it, it's fine. I get it. You know, we have to learn the situation, but it's like, we don't learn anything new. Yeah. Cause it, it's like it, that's my biggest issue with this, I guess, overall is that it's all relationship-based and not, like, knowledge-based. So he dies and freaks out, and I'm not saying I would know what death is like. Thank God I don't. Yeah. But it's not like he gains the... He remembers the things to do. Or that is conveyed storytelling-wise, that he has somehow learned something to then help affect the next go-round. So we see the whale chase, you know, a couple of times. We see the the uh, the mansion murder and village murder a couple of times, which sets up for the despair and the quit that you know of episode eighteen, where we get that real impactful moment with Rem. But it's like we spend so much time on one route and another, and it's all just futile. That when we finally get to the six episodes it takes to tell the final whale story, it's like man. Thank God there's a director's cut. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of why they made it, too, because,
1: like, I will say the pace in the season two is a lot better, in my opinion. In my opinion. Because um, broken up. season two was broken up into two parts. It was 12 episodes that aired, and then, like, I think, like, uh, there was a break between one season, and then in the season following that is when we got the other 12. So, um I felt like that was really paced well in my opinion, season two season one did feel kind of like a slog in certain aspects, like you said um, but I guess the payoffs for me were like really high, I guess, so it was worth kind of like the mouse slog that I went through like like the whale fight was super dope, it was a good battle fight. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed seeing the other two whales like you know Madara dropped the second <laughs> meteor um, and then we saw um. You know, really getting into the witch cult stuff at the end was also very interesting. Like seeing um, the kind of like cunning and planning side of Subaru as well was interesting. And how he defeated Petal Geese, who was like the creepiest of creeps. Like this man was like in there <laughs> biting his
0: fingers, breaking his bones. Like
1: <laughs>
0: Man, that, that introduction with the neck turn and his like Petal Geese. Yes, and it, yeah, that was that was a wonderfully creepy way to do that. Yeah, um, and yeah you know, just to like at, when we finally get into the progression, you know, seeing the whole uh, pedal geese fight and then uh, the fact that, you know, the reveal about the fingers and that the fingers are also able to assume, you know, this kind of stuff with, uh, you know, the power that's bestowed on him. And it doesn't matter that you killed Petal Geese. It's that every, like all of the fingers have this ability now. And then later on, they finally beat all the fingers and it jumps to Subaru. Mm-hmm. And that's how we lose this kind of route. It's like, man, what we we did so well. Mm-hmm.
1: And then the way that he, like, kind of gets away from that, too, which is, like, so interesting when he calls out, hey, you know, when he, like, basically proves the pedal Geese, like, the witch would never want you because she has me. When he's like,
0: What a b- burn, man. Mm-hmm. Just like, Oh, and it, man, seeing Subaru like use the witch's curse to his benefit is impressive. So
1: I'm, I'm, I've really much enjoyed like the first season. And again, not saying that, you know, I like hate Subaru or anything. But um, definitely the first season, I felt more interesting connections with the other characters. Like, just like for, because we didn't talk about, like, you know, Ram at all. But, you know, Ram being the twin who kind of feels like she has to, like, you know, doesn't really, like, serve a purpose, I guess. Or feels, like, kind of shy. Just her attitude towards super, what she calls them, Barsu. Sue. Um, it was interesting seeing her connection with Roswell which felt kind of Stockholm-y. But, you know. Yeah, um, that gets suspended on in the second season, but like felt too being a whole ass princess was like kind of oh,
0: yeah, wild. And man, when when uh Rom mm-hmm. came in during the ceremony and was like, I'm gonna save her, that was that was pretty hype.
1: Yeah, Rom, a real one, bro. Rom is a real one. Like when he started fighting Elsa, which <sighs> I didn't have to do that to your boy. They didn't have to <laughs> make Elsa like they made they knew what they were doing. Like They did, yes. Th- that's the whole point. They knew what they were doing. I'm just like, wow. Like, if yeah, strange were to see Elsa, <laughs> like I feel like he would <laughs> I feel like he would have a moment. Um, as I had a moment. But anyway, like Elsa was a very interesting character. Her fixation on like ripping people's stomachs out was just kinda wild to me. Like <laughs> she was like, I just Really want to rip your stomach out. It felt like she was kind of like Toka from My Hero Academia, but I'm pretty sure the Light Novel of Zero came first, so maybe
0: Toka is supposed to be her. I don't know. Um, I mean, it's a very Cinderay, yeah, or Yandere uh, vibe, and a very real thing that apparently
1: happens in Japan. Like, I don't know if you remember a few years back that like girl was in love with a dude, so she like stabbed him and like wrote like her name and his name in blood, like drew her heart and stuff. Wow. No. <laughs> it was I wild. Didn't. Um so wild. Anyway, um and if you want that done to you, I normally don't like judge people, but find God. <laughs> like if you're like, man, it's so hot, like find God, please. Um
0: man, find help. <laughs> yeah. If fine. that's in the form of God. <laughs> yeah, like or just... or if that's in the form of I don't know, a locked door. Yeah. Uh yeah, don't don't do it. It ain't it ain't worth it. It's don't, not don't get don't get you know side.
1: Yes, it is. It ain't ever worth the gosh, route, bro. I promise you. It ain't. So, but yeah, um, felt was very interesting, you know, her being a thief and then her perspective changing once she, like, got to know Subaru. And, like, you said, ROM coming in to be like, yo, like, I'm stay, like, stealing, such, saving you. Like, hey, why don't you just, like, join her, like, you know, court and stuff? He's like, word? I'm like, yeah. So, um, also, I kind of hate it how we never, like, really came back to that.
0: Because we had to deal with Subaru fighting a fucking whale after alerting that it was okay not to be the savior of the universe. Yeah. But yes, I agree. I wish we had more information on, like, other characters.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, that one, I think her name was Priscilla, I want to say, the redhead chick who was a total biatch. Uh-huh. Like, when she was like, I'll kill you if you ever come back. I was like, wow. Like, she went a whole ten. Um, She was wild. I, I did not care for her. And I do not care for her. Um, If I didn't have to see her again, it would probably be desirable. But she is in the rest of the story. Um, I feel like she'll have more to do at some point. I'm not sure when, but I feel like it'll be... <sighs> Somewhere season three, yeah, um,
0: heaven forbid,
1: yeah, not Priscilla, I mean, but like, what was her name, the redhead
0: chick, I don't know, man,
1: oh, yeah, it was Priscilla, okay, yeah, yeah, it was Priscilla, um, so yeah, that was really you know, all the characters, like you said, Puck and all that, um, Roswald, uh played a lot more of a role in season two, um, and we had a lot of the side characters, like um uh Astra. Like the redhead knight dude, whose name escapes
0: me. Uh, uh, yes, I think he's Wilhelm's grandson. I think maybe no. Well, I, that's a good question. I don't know. They don't really expand on that in the first uh, the first season. However, uh, Reinhardt. Yes, Reinhardt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm looking at the wiki, man. I'm finding the answers.
1: Don't do it. Um, <laughs> but I think. I don't know, because his name is Reinhard van Ostra, so I would assume yeah. he's Wilhelm's he's- grandson.
0: He may be the cousin or nephew of Wilhelm. Yeah. Because Wilhelm married into the, the Sword Saint family. True, true.
1: But he had the skills to, like, beat all of them, just saying. Oh,
0: this He had the skills to get him a Sword Saint wife, like. Yeah, like facts.
1: Yeah. Man, he's look so clean, bro. Like, if you ever like become an old man, which you will, um, I need you to like be start wild. taking
0: a keto and be oh, yeah. Uh, I need you to B-B-O-B. be well, <laughs> yes.
1: I need you to. I mean, I need you to get the fit, bro. Yeah. I need you to get the fit. Like you know, get the nice ass. You already got the nice ass hair, but let it be gray. Get like yourself a bow. Like you know. So that's what I need from you. That's what I need from you. But anyway, need to be a, <laughs> need to be a
0: dope ass butler mm-hmm. with a sword. So, but yeah, did you have any other thoughts
1: on ReZero season one? Like, do you think it's worth the hype that people give it as like a masterpiece or like close to a masterpiece and all that?
0: I would not rate this near a masterpiece, but I would rate this as really good. Um, you know, it, it, it has a very unique and compelling plot and plot devices the characters really fit the vibe without being overly pandering. We don't have a lot of fan service, which is plenty fine in this case but we also don't have a lot of childish stuff. That's kind of what really speaks to me in this is it's it's not like for' it's one show that I really compare this to um, in terms of fan service and kind of serious and tone in seriousness is uh fairy tale fairy tale is a very childish shonen anime that has a lot of adult fan service mm-hmm. you know we don't see any kind of real nudity but there is a heavy emphasis on um fan service as a whole as a part part of the story this is the opposite it is very serious in tone it is very graphic in some scenes but it doesn't have so much of a fan service to detract from its its seriousness um Which I kind of really do enjoy. You know, I gotta compare
1: this to... To anime. And you gotta hear me out. Because you're gonna be like, what? And I'm not saying it's better or even as good as these at all. At all. But um, what I really get from ReZero... Is kind of the same thing I get... From like, Fruits, Baskets, and Evangelion. Like, the complexity of it. Like, you know, because don't get me wrong. Like, Attack on Titan... Is good. Like I'm not saying Attack on Titan is bad at all. I'm saying Attack on Titan is good, just good. And you know, a lot of people <laughs> are like, "Yo, Attack on Titan has all these deep, complex things because he said this and this and that, blah blah blah." But like, when you really think about it, it's not really that like complex. And like, it's kind of easy to keep up with. It's like a little bit more difficult than something per se, like you said, like Fairy tale or you know Full Metal Alchemist. It has like a little bit more layers than that. But, like, you take shows like ReZero, like Fairy Tale, and like Evangelion, you really have to kind of think and like read. There's like a lot of information dump to them. Cause, like, I know when Strange and um, his wife are watching Fruits Baskets, one of the like complaints that his wife had is that it seemed like, you know, that Toru couldn't do anything for herself. So, she always had to have Kyo. And you keep protected. I was like, yo, you're totally missing like the point of this, you know. It's not that. It's like you know, it's something you gotta put like you gotta put your thoughts
0: into it. You know what I mean? Yeah, there there is a very real difference between story complexity with with convoluted plot and emotional complexity with with challenging uh, motivations and and plots and histories about individuals that would be one of the real separating points, I guess that really is there because we we look at Attack uh, on Titan, and that is deep and convoluted mm-hmm. in its plot, but have all of our characters, other than maybe Eren, but that's just because of where we are right now, are incredibly face value. You know, they are very simple to understand. Mm-hmm. Good people are good people, bad people are bad people. The question is who is good and bad. And then Aaron is both. But he's the only one that we really get any kind of deep, uh challenging uh conversation about their good or badness. Yes. Emotionally. Whereas a show like this, a show like Fruits Baskets, it is all that is the entire point of the show. It is not about necessarily the actions taken but the motivation of the actions and the way that these situations impact an individual's character and and relationships and reputation overall
1: agreed 100% like 200% agree um so yeah you know i would say definitely go give rezero a watch we're going to be watching season two next week, so we can give you like a full overall of what's out thus
0: far. Um, that's the one thing, that's the one thing that really, with this show, even with all my gripes, that when I ended it, well, okay, episode 19, 20, I was at the tail end. I wanted to keep watching to see the end. I wanted to know what happened in season two. I was incredibly interested now the Ending of season one okay you could Leave that there we're done You know we got our reunion We got both of them being like hey I fucked up with the other one being like I know I don't understand But you're here and I know you care And the other one's like yep still Fucked up but I fought a whale for You and I saved the universe But that's because I wanted to do and I also care about you Mm -hmm. If we ended it there if we 86 this (laughs) um i would be content i don't need to see season two because we have it on the docket we're gonna but uh the way they left it i would be content if if this was the end of the story if they kind of left the whole queen succession arc just in the wind that'd be fine we got the whole point of season one even with you know rim banning in the coma Rem's in a coma? Shit. Never mind.
1: (laughs) I forgot. What? (laughs) I I forgot where season two actually starts.
0: Season one ends with him waking up out of... Oh, my God. Sorry, the director's cut ended with... (laughs) Well, well... All right. Well, I guess we got to watch this shit now because I need to find out if Best Girl, I don't know, has any shot of becoming Best Girl. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Next time on, content breaker, shit, content breaker <laughs> on content breaker. Them hoes don't know about this. Next time on your typical shonen protagonist. Yes, YTF. Of course, you can catch us on all your podcatchers. We're Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, whatever podcatcher you prefer. At your typical shonen protagonist. Or her Twitter at URTSP. That's URTSP. Kyle, okay, you got stuff too? Yeah, so you can find me
1: at Static Dreads where I'm out here, you know, staticking and dreading and whatnot. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a spooky electricity. Static Dreads. <laughs> and of course, you can catch the other product at Content Breaker of all things as well. We'll catch y'all next week for more ReZero. 0